Okay. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a special Christmas Eve edition of the AM show hosted live on Alpha Mint. Uh, I am your host, R2 Dgen, and joined with me, as always, live from the road, uh, free market capitalist. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, Santa Claus capitalist, I guess it is today. <laughs> Amazing yes. free market Santa Claus. Free market. That's yeah. That sounds that has much better ring to it. My go. apologies. <laughs> you just threw me for a loop. Normally you do the hey now, and now we're doing ho ho hoes, and you're singing yesterday. I don't know what's going on with you, man. You've changed <laughs> for the better. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay, good. Good. And say that out <laughs> live and, and out you like that. No, this is great. Um, it's you know we're we're coming to a close on the year. It's it's been a really really amazing 2021, at least in terms of NFTs. Uh, you might debate not so much in the world, but uh, you know everything is is doing great here on Alpha Mint, and uh, we're excited to have you all here joining us um, on on Christmas Eve. Uh, so yeah, are you? Uh, what's going on with you? You're all ready for the holidays? Are you got anything big planned? No, no huge plans. Going to be visiting with with some family who's close in the area, and you know, just holiday love and and light and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to this new year coming. It feels very bullish out here. Yeah, I think we're going to see um, some great stuff. If uh, I know you weren't, you didn't tune in last night, but we also had a great um, talk with a couple of uh, CPAs last night. Maz and I did it on the stage. Um, the recording will be going up this afternoon for people to watch. Uh, not the most fun topic to talk about, but they're, um, you know, they're actually NFT traders themselves. They get the space. Um, you know, you can say things like crypto dick butts and they laugh, not give you like the, uh, the cross eyed, like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, and it, it was incredibly informative. Uh, I'm not from the States, so I don't know how much of it particularly applies to me, but uh, it was uh, for anyone um, in that jurisdiction, it's going to be incredibly helpful and you got to check it out. Yeah, I, I was out when it was going down, but I glanced at my phone and I kept seeing in all caps someone typing, don't tread on me. Which, uh, for those of you from America, that is uh, the Tea Party slogan for no taxes. So I knew a tax talk was going on because I had seen Don't Tread on Me 15 times <laughs> pop up uh, on my phone as a notification. So Yeah, yeah we, that's pretty cool. Go check that out. Is it uploaded yet? Uh, no, it's it's going to be up this afternoon. Um, we actually did okay. do it on YouTube Live like we normally do for all of our streams, too. And uh, there wasn't a lot of viewers in it, which is fine. Uh, but there was just one guy that hopped in, I swear to God, for like two minutes. He just wrote fuck tax in the, <laughs> in the chat and then, <laughs> then bailed. I was like, all right, cool. Yes, I guess, I guess some that. guy. Yes, it was, was, oh, was some that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it does suck to pay them, but honestly, it sucks worse for the, the consequences that you will have um, for avoidance. But uh, yeah, we can, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. And we're going to have uh, another, um, uh, some other people from uh, um, Zen Ledger on next week to talk about their uh, kind of their reporting products that they have. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a reality that has to be, you know, dealt with, so or just go type your wallet address into the SOS uh, little <laughs> meter there, and it'll tell you. It'll tell everybody exactly what taxes you owe this year. Misspelled IRS out, coin. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, this is a very cool story today, but I have to say that was my first instinct. I was like, oh, they print out a beautiful infographic that will be exhibit A at my trial. Well, let's get through a couple of news items here, um, include, including what's going on in the crypto markets, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll do some SOS talk um, after because I do think that there might be some interesting stuff going on there, um, and I know you feel the same way. I claimed mine. I did too. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk crypto. Um, not a bad day yesterday. We're uh, we're looking like things are a little bit in the green. Bitcoin um, found its way up over fifty one thousand. Ethereum sitting at forty one hundred right now. Um, Cardano having a bit of a run, but we don't really talk about that. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see they airdropped NFTs to to? Cardano holders? I, I almost fell out of my chair. There's some Cardano NFT project I saw people flexing last night on the Twitter stream. This Twitter algorithm keeps pumping strange shit into my stream all of a sudden. Jack, what happened? One week. It's because you're One a week. soul maxi now. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. I, uh, the, talk about the what? shame. I didn't say anything. Okay. You want right, to say here it? we go. Say Sidebar. All right. So this is going to happen right now. I <laughs> I have a friend who you may all know, but he will rename nameless. Now this person is extremely well connected in the NFT world in Hollywood, and he said, "Hey man, guess what? I got I got something for you. I got to play for you." I was like, "All right." He goes, "This is going to be the bored apes of." I was like, "Oh shit." Solana. I didn't know what to do. Right. <laughs> I was like, chair, "Oh my god, no are you doubt. kidding me?" So I, he's like, so first he goes to set up a phantom wallet. I'm like, what is that? I thought it well, was some like Ethereum. What's your phantom wallet? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? I don't even know what that, I thought it was like rainbow.me or something. One of these new Ethereum yeah. wallets I didn't know about. But he's like, no, nah, bro, trust me. Like this is only, it's only going to be one soul each. And it's, it's going to be the board of blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, Ugh. I hung up. I'm literally procrastinating for like two hours like i really don't want to do this like i'm gonna have to tell cobain on the show what is going on i got <laughs> that was your I biggest concern not like that was my biggest win, telling you like, no just no. a disappointment you, you're a constant <laughs> disappointment to me it's not a big deal <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i i i download this godforsaken app to my phone I load 600 USD, which was three point something Solana into this godforsaken thing. <laughs> and I text my boy back. I was like, all right, I did it. This is my address, blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, shit. I think the allow list just filled up. Let me get back to you in the morning and see if, uh, see if I can get you on. The next morning, Catalina Whale Mixer minted. I was not on the allow list, and it is a 20x. Uh, from that point. I didn't actually know so that. If, yes, so if we want to talk about twisting the knife, not only was I convinced to buy this godforsaken... Did I already say godforsaken? This godforsaken! Yeah. God I'm going to have a counter going up now. So now I am stuck with 3.26 Solana, a wallet I don't want, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a broken man. I'm a broken man. Is that all of your liquidity right now? Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, six hundred bucks. You know, the problem is art blocks fell eighty percent, and uh, I have to make that six hundred bucks last until redacted. 
<laughs> okay, well, I'm glad we got the. All right, uh, that was a side note. How are the? Yeah. Cri- <laughs> well, I mean, how are the crypto markets? Yeah, they're they're good. Everything's is Solana really down fifteen well. percent. Yeah. Nope, Solana is uh, up about the same as everything else right now, sitting at about four, five, six percent. So you're still in uh, parity with uh, probably your initial buy-in. So I think you will survive to see another God. day. Um, God. Metaverse plays continue to do really well. Um, but I, I think uh, kind of the talk of the town right now might just be that DeFi is uh, is creeping back onto the scene. I still have a hard time believing people are going to be aping into too much, um, especially very, very, very short-term plays as uh, the year end kind of inches forward and you know taxes are a real consideration. Um, but hey, I guess uh, profit is profit. And if you see a chance to make some big money, you can, uh, you can just pay the taxes with it too but uh yeah DeFi seems to be kind of coiling up and these uh these altcoins are are starting to have some pretty good um pretty good little runs there the first DeFi summer in 2019 lasted three months uh the second one last year lasted a month and a half and this year has lasted about a week and a half i'm curious to see what the next DeFi run looks like yeah it's gonna be about six hours somebody's gonna turn about a thousand dollars into 600 billion and they're gonna become the richest person in the world um and then we're gonna move back into Uh, nfts there are quite a few random altcoins popping up amongst people i trust these are erc20s they're not different chains but i thought to myself this was the exact time last year i started seeing shiba inu coin pop up amongst the outskirts of these people i trust and 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 kind follow and they always have some wacky thing and i said is it that time of the cycle when your dumbest friend is gonna go buy a bag for no apparent reason and next year make more than you've ever made in your entire life on one trade it's that time of the year, people. Go look at those weird coins. What is this jewel I keep seeing everywhere? Yeah. You like, was it you that said like a one in 20 time. shot? I got to believe it's way worse than that or else it would just be a no-brainer. Uh, no, I, I bet you we could consolidate that list down to less than 20 of the potential ships uh, next year. So then why aren't we just... Uh, then just throw a grand uh, in the uh, Yeah, I was right? literally going to say we are. that's all We're it gonna. takes. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Yep. We'll we'll do a little. We're uh, gonna do it this year. We'll make a here. list. Okay. That'll be uh, done. Yeah. We're in. Perfect. Confet- Billionaires by end of 2022. Let's go. Oh, we figured it out. <laughs> uh, so Bitcoin, Ethereum, yeah, sideways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's just get into Kinda some news, up. though. Uh, yeah. One thing that I saw was interesting was uh, coming out of El Salvador. Bukele has not responded to claims of Bitcoin vanishing from citizens' wallets. Um, in a report in the latest in a, light, a long line of problems plaguing El Salvador's Bitcoin embrace, locals are reporting that their Bitcoin is vanishing from their accounts. Um, it is important to note that uh, El Salvador did create their own um, wallet for their citizens to use. The citizens are not obligated to use that wallet, but it was made to be accessible to them as they adopted Bitcoin. And, um, you know, they actually gifted, I think it was 10 or $20 of Bitcoin to every single El Salvador. Salvadorian. Um, but now there's been about 50 examples of Bitcoin uh, inexplicably going missing from the Salvadorian Chivo wallets. Uh, I have mixed feelings about this because, you know, if 50 people, uh, I'm going to air quote, getting hacked or whatever, doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. Uh, if you're dealing with seed phrases or pass, um, you know, um, 
passwords, phishing scams, all that stuff. Um, I mean, I, I think we see about 50 bored apes a month getting inexplicably missing from somebody's wallets. Uh, I don't know. Does this strike you as odd? Um, you know, it is a centralized wallet. It is closed source. Uh, so I think that's a frustration point for a lot of people. But, uh, you know, do you have a take on this? Well, I think that for, you know, this is this is one of the bigger stories of the last year. And it was one of the indications of this, like, domino falling. And while this was a small nation, we, we expect other nations to follow. But when a very large country, I mean, I mean, or a small country even, but when a country does this, you're having the majority of your people who don't know anything about crypto, right? They don't know anything about how to use a wallet. And you're kind of onboarding them into this new protocol. Now, I find governments extremely inefficient and poor at conceiving and building products that private teams could do a lot better. And I think that I, what you you had told me that at least they have the option to use other wallets. So I think if I were advising people in El Salvador, not that they necessarily care what I think, I would say you definitely want to use a wallet from a company dedicated to crypto, crypto natives, and that type of thing. Anything the government builds, it's not their expertise. They tend to not be well paid enough to actually execute a good product. So I'm not surprised this is happening. I don't think it's a huge deal because I'm sure the government will make it right. But at the same time, I think that this is a, just a perfect example of why large centralized organizations like governments should not be putting out the tools you can facilitate for this Bitcoin to become a currency, but to put out the tools, I think you leave that up to private companies whose competencies are building these type of dApps. Yeah, I wonder what the uh, like the trust situation was there um, for people to adopt Bitcoin. I mean, you know, El Salvador is not a wealthy nation. Uh, this was a pretty bold move um, from their president, and um, you know, his his approval rating. I'm I'm led to believe is actually quite high, despite maybe not being super favorable with the. Um, with the Bitcoin move, but uh, you know, maybe there was just uh, some sort of like by putting by the government putting out some something, there was a trust there, or maybe these people have not a lot of trust in their government, um, and maybe they should have provided more uh, dialogue around how to use existing wallets. Um, you know, I'm not. I haven't been there. I'm not from there. So I don't know what the situation on the ground, so to speak, looks like. But uh, I mean, it's been interesting nonetheless. I, For some reason to me, like 50 seems like this is probably 50 people that um, were, were the victim of some kind of scam or fraud or something like that. It just it seems like a not big enough number. Um, and it also does not say the quantities that went missing. Um, so that's, you know, of curiousness, too. But uh, but yeah, I mean. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how far that goes, and if more of them starts coming out, and uh, it you know might not be a good sign for it, especially. Um, well, shit, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like another government like creating fud around it. You know, the Chinese could be. We um, know the Chinese don't like Bitcoin. Nope, not uh, at all. Uh, that was my speculation. Zero <laughs> control over it is not good for them. Um, Speaking of uh, crypto and governments, uh, pro-Bitcoin Senator Loomis uh, to propose new crypto regulator. 
a Bitcoin advocate plans to introduce bill to give regulators guidance on cryptocurrency. Uh, we talked about this. This is something that Brian Armstrong from Coinbase has um, uh, proposed quite often. And I think that, uh, you know, if this is something that can kind of take hold or maybe this is, you know, his influence kind of grabbing a hold of things a little bit. Um, I think that that's a pretty bullish sign for it too. I know we don't love regulations and you know um, governments toiling in our affairs, but the fact of the matter is, if you live in the states or you know Canada is tied pretty closely to them too, uh, regulation exists. More is coming, um, as we discussed with the CPAs last night. Even more is coming for NFTs on top of that, uh, and you know it, it, it does behoove us to um, to support people that are viewing it. In a uh, in a positive light, and want to incentivize people to participate and come to the country to to participate. So the reason I love Ethereum is because I don't think you can regulate it, and I know governments are going to regulate how people behave and what they can do by locking down the means of control that they do control, whether it be internet or whether it be traditional banking, which eventually your crypto has to get to if you want to spend it for the most part. We know that that's changing a little bit. But I think that this, it, while governments will do anything they can, the true nature of Ethereum and the reason why I love gas and why I'm such an L1 purist is because it is not, there's no ability to regulate it. You cannot regulate Ethereum. So all these attempts are fine. I think if any government ever pushed hard enough to really cut off the means of accessing these things, people would leave. This is financial freedom for such a large swath of people. And the people in their lives are going to see this and more people are going to gravitate towards it. And anything governments do to try to stop it, I think, is futile in the long run. Yeah, I saw... Uh, um a pretty hilarious post on uh, I think it was Twitter or something that was like a news article that says um, the new trend for millennials and younger is uh, instead of starting families and owning things, they are now buying houses, but with their friends and uh, like in co-ownership or whatever. And it was like this like positive spin, like, Oh cool. Like kids are buying houses together now and enjoying it together. And like somebody else responded, like how many times do we just need to scream out that we're just fucking poor? Right. Like you can't own the house. By right. yourself. We're not having families and kids because like shit is just too expensive. Um, and I only bring that up because you mentioned financial freedom um, and and, you know, what that entails. But uh, it's just it's funny to see the spin on it by you know, the media. I'm not like a huge anti media fake news person or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, financial freedom is the goal and, um, you know, enabling um uh politicians that are moving up through the ranks and and here's the thing right like honestly uh politicians are always going to exist we need them like governments are are going to be a thing unless you're a pure uh anarchist and um you know they exist too they're pretty big in the bitcoin community honestly um but you know some people think that this is a hot take i don't think it's ridiculous but you know i think we should actually pay politicians more and i'm not talking in terms of like lobbying or like side deals or under the table or anything but like i just feel like there's no incentive for for young people that you know could be crypto millionaires to get into politics because you know you're looking at maybe a 100,000 dollar salary versus the potential of making 
you know, millions, tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. And, you know, these bright minds that are very forward thinking, uh, you know, they're not going to waste their time being a politician and making change for the positive for everybody. And I just I, I just think that it's uh, it's unfortunate. There's a reason Silicon Valley attracts the best talent, not just in this country, but in the world. And it's because they pay the best. And you can be cynical and you could be pie in the sky idealist and hope for utopia, or you can just look at the plain facts. People who build the best products are well compensated for it. And that is just not the case in government. So I completely agree with this. You said the the president should be paid $100 million a year. And boy, would pearls be clutched on every side of the aisle if this was suggested. But shit. Look at the talent you'd be able to attract. All that talent that's going to private companies and working on the bottom line could actually go to governments and work on the the social line. So I think the world has become a very strange place. You would also In make the them 1980- more immune to corruption and stuff too, right? Like it's not like you're you're sitting there making yeah, hundred thousand exactly. dollars and somebody comes into a back you know back room like smoky, shady dim lights and you know slides you an envelope with a million dollars in it right like you you're incentivized to to be on the up and up and do a great job sorry i cut you off keep going no well i was gonna say now why do apple's products get leaked every year it's because the people being paid 200 dollars a week to build them in the factories get offered bribes by agents of hedge funds to leak these products early all right this is unless you pay people uh, enough to not be, you know, to be loyal to you, they are going to do things like that. And that's why you see government corruption because they're not well paid. Of course, they're going to go take these things. But to my point, what I was trying to say is that in the 1980s, the average cost to start a business was close to $100,000 in today's dollars. Today, the average cost to start a business is 5000 bucks. So when we talk about how the world is different now and and how we financial freedom has never been easier to attain, it's a double-edged sword. It has never been easier in human history for anybody, no matter what walk of life they come from, to become a millionaire. It has also never been harder for anybody, no matter what walk of life they come from, to earn a middle-class living. So this is the dichotomy that's happened here. You have... You have this situation where becoming a millionaire has never been easier. But if you just want to, like you said, own a house, have a family, live a middle class life, that's never been harder. Yeah, for sure. And the, and I know that you're not saying that as though there's anything wrong with it. It is just that that opportunity to have, you know, quote unquote, the American dream where you're, you know, you're two and a half kids, you got your nice house with your picket fence. And, uh, you know, it, it really yeah. is becoming a situation where you're either like going to make it or it's going to be very tough for you. And, you know, we, we've even seen just in the, the price of uh, groceries and stuff like that just go up and up and up, which is a whole nother um conversation but uh but yeah i just i i just think that um you know when it comes down to it paying the 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 president of the united states who is you know arguably the most important person on the face of the planet an actual like great salary um to incentivize like obviously they have tons and tons of perks but you know all of a sudden you make it 
a potential choice between someone who, you know, could potentially be the next CEO of, uh, you know, Apple or somebody who could be, um, you know, make a hundred billion dollars off the next great startup. Um, there, there's going to be an incentivization process that maybe pursue that as well. And, and, you know, if there's a, some pretty good tiers in, in the levels of politics, um, I think you'd see a lot more promising people. You know, we always say, oh, so many politicians are completely inept. Well, like, yeah, because, you know, maybe that's their best option. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Anyways, we don't. Uh, it's yeah. completely true. Yeah. We don't have to talk about politics anymore. That's probably the longest political discussion we've had on this show. But it, it's it's such an interesting topic. Um, the long and short of it is, I'm glad that I'm we're seeing um, some of these longer standing politicians start to to switch over. Whether or not that's through you know lobbying or or um, their uh, you know their interns and stuff like that work, the staffers um, influence kind of seeping over um, on the right track, if nothing else. Um, another really cool article that we uh, pulled up was uh, Kraken NFT Marketplace could let users borrow funds against CryptoPunks. Uh, in a recent interview, Kraken CEO Jesse Powell outlined his vision for the crypto exchange's incoming NFT market space. Um, and I think that this is just absolutely the dream for most people, um, especially if you have one of these NFTs that uh, has blown up, you got in early and has now become a very, very large portion of your net worth. Uh, you might not be faced with the um, the tough decision of parting ways with uh, something that you've become partial to as your profile picture and your identity, but rather being able to leverage loans against it so that you can you know actually have some money from it. One of my big themes for 2022 is going to be turning e-liquid assets liquid. And I think that it is one of the extremely disruptable areas of this market. We know how illiquid NFTs become, especially when volume leaves. And I believe this is an example of how NFTs are going to be turned liquid. Until this uh, moment, we've had some NFT loan uh, abilities, but it was really set up like a pawn shop where you put your NFT up as collateral. And if you can't pay the loan back, you lose your NFT. I assume Kraken is going to be a little more traditional uh, where maybe you would be forced to sell the NFT and pay back the loan versus they just get to keep the whole thing. I don't quite know how they will set it up, but I think that this is a huge, huge area for disruption in 2022 is loans, fractionalization, uh, turning these illiquid assets liquid. Yeah, I mean, this is... Um it's important too, right? Like it's uh, it's a step in the right direction. That's I think one of the ultimate goals about DeFi and now NFTs is to be able to, um, you know, have that illiquid asset be a source of liquidity for you. But uh, I mean, it's on the right the now right uh, track. Now let's talk about blue chips for a second because I did not see the Kraken CEO list: Bored Apes, Cool Cats, Kaiju's. Crypt, uh, cyber Kongs or any of the other quote unquote blue chips that I hear people call blue chips all the time. There is only going to be one NFT in the beginning people are willing to collateralize loans against. And yes, maybe apes will be included in that as well. But this is why I like to be very, very strict with my definition of blue chip because there has to be some sort of recognizable and basically quantifiable 
intrinsic, not extrinsic value that that a bank or an exchange can actually ascribe to these things. And I really think CryptoPunks are the only thing that fit that bill right now. And I, I, I okay, maybe apes after this year do as well, but you it's a like very, like, very small club that you could. You think more like uh, a Fidenza would fit in there as well? A Beeple? Yeah, I do think some Grail art blocks and some one of ones of, say, an X copy or a Beeple, I do think those could be collateralized as well. And those would be com- considered blue chips. But a lot of these collections, I mean, you see, Cyber Kongs fell 80% after they had that really big run in the froth. And it's not that they won't be blue chips or they aren't elites. It's that if you're loaning against that type of volatility, it's going to be either a very, very high interest rate or you're going to get a very small loan relative to what you think the value of this NFT is. Whereas I think CryptoPunks, you can safely value them at about 25 ETH and they're never. Oh, shit. Hold on one sec. I, I clicked a bad button here. Uncopy. Hey, I did it. I pressed the wrong you button. Are. There, so. All right. there you go. Um, yeah, no, I, I it's uh it's exciting stuff. Um I, with the the illiquid like you know, if you're taking on these margins and um or or loans and, and these things need to be liquidated, it can be a little bit tough. But yeah, it's uh I, I agree with CryptoPunks being the one that's being chosen right now. And like you said, board apes will probably get there, but let's give them a little bit more time. Sure. Cool. Uh, let's uh, let's talk um, SOS coin. Um, this was something that popped up. I think this morning. Um, it's uh, it's done by nine nine by nine by nine. Who's that on uh, Twitter? Um, yeah, this is a, a crypt an NFT. I don't know if you want to call him an influencer, but certainly a whale and trader deep in. Uh, a couple DAOs whose names are escaping me right now. He is a member of MVHQ. This is a very upstanding member of the community. This SOS coins are popping up on my stream, I think, 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. And this is, yeah, yeah, this is everywhere. And these airdrops, your first, your first thing you do is you go and see if anybody, like, as an example, Keyboard Monkey, and shout out to him, he audited this contract and was telling everybody it's safe, there doesn't seem to be anything malicious in it. As we know, you have to sign your wallet to accept any of these coins or airdrops, so you need to be very careful about what you connect your hot wallet to. But after reading tweets for a few hours uh, and seeing multiple people I trust audit this contract, it does seem to be safe to claim your SOS coins, which are an airdrop calculated based on how much you use, you have used OpenSea. So once you go to this site, connect your wallet, and claim your coins, it will spit out a cool little infographic that will show you how much you've spent at OpenSea, what you've paid in fees, what your first buy was. It, it It's very slick, it's very good looking, and, and it's pretty cool. Um, depending on how much you spent, 
and how long you've been on and how many trades you make. There are multiples for each action that determine how many coins you get. Um, and right now it's trading at about a 600,000th of a cent. Um, and yeah, this is this looks like a very interesting project, especially when you look at the name, SOS. Well, what could that stand for? you have any speculation, Cobain? Uh, none other than um, what you maybe alluded to in the pre-show is that uh, save open C or, or some kind of derivative of that might make sense. Yeah, I think that somebody, and it almost felt prescient, and I'm wondering if this person is either on the SOS team or close with the SOS team, because last night he goes, hey, isn't OpenSea open source? Why hasn't anybody forked it with zero fees yet? Right? Now, I wouldn't think it would be zero fees. I would think that what you would do is fork it and then split the fees up amongst everybody in the DAO proportional to how many coins they own, a la Sushi. Uh, I don't uh, show you, which is Sushi's exchange, which was going to pay out X sushi to people who own a sushi coin. So that's basically it. The fees are redistributed through the DAO. I don't know if this is what's happening with SOS, um, but I, I do believe SOS stands for Save OpenSea. Given that the airdrop is based on how much you've used OpenSea, I think it's pretty obvious here that Everybody has wanted an OpenSea token. People have been screaming, hey, I've spent a million dollars in fees on your site. Are you going to throw me anything? Well, take it upon Web3 builders to go do it themselves. But I could very easily see this being a hard fork away from OpenSea upon which the token holders receive all fees from NFT transactions. Calling it here now. Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. Um I think the biggest knock that everybody has against OpenSea is that they're taking a two and a half percent cut on everything that's happening, um, and they still can't even keep their servers up or fix floor prices or list floor prices properly. Um, it's a very lagged system, and and we all know how much they're making. Uh, like you said, this is all speculation, but the timing with uh, some of the stuff that you saw on Twitter does seem pretty convenient. Uh, the other thing I will say is this wasn't a mad dash to claim uh your your sos tokens this wasn't like uh for the next 24 hours anybody that's ever participated in OpenSea gets an airdrop let's go like pump the shit out of it uh you have until june 30th of 2022 to claim your tokens um after which any remaining tokens will be sent to the treasury so right off the hop uh there is um basically a six month uh time frame that they're working on right now so there was nothing urgent about this um and it seems to be something that maybe has a little bit more under under the hood uh it wasn't very expensive to claim i'm not going to sell mine i did think about actually buying more but that's not financial advice that would have just been a, a shot in the dark um for this being something bigger than it is but uh but yeah, cool. Nonetheless, that this this popped up and uh, that little infographic that you mentioned is is such a smart idea because it's so shareable. It's like that Spotify Wrapped 
um, thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. For yeah. better or for worse, like you know, I, I I saw how much I've actually spent on NFTs, and I had that little like, oh wow, that was like not um, what I was expecting, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been popping up everywhere. Um, it was immediately the talk of the Dgen Dojo, and uh, and I, I'm going to be watching it for sure. I have no um, no desire to sell it. It's not a super large amount of money for me right now, so I'm just going to hold it. I think a lot of people are looking at the fact that you know gas is very low right now, so it is a good time to claim something like this, but. For most people, the claim is going to be pretty close to what you pay in gas, if not, you know, the same or maybe even a little more you pay in gas, depending on when you claim. But remember, people were mining Bitcoin at a loss for years. Okay, you you'll probably get 50 to 100 million of these things. And there is a real name behind it. So I wouldn't instead of viewing this as a free money airdrop. Look at it as as cheap a bet you can make on an OS competitor, because that's really what I think this is here. Uh, it's pretty obvious. I guarantee SOS stands for save OpenSea um, or suck it OpenSea. I don't know, one, one or the other. <laughs> but this is... Uh, this, this seems like a very obvious hold if it's not costing you anything. I mean, if you spend 70 bucks to claim these things, what well, you know, it's... We spend a lot more on an NFT that we speculate on and goes to zero. I think given the name behind this and, you know, Scott has very good instincts and our fear leader, Scott, knows this influencer better than I. I trust Scott's uh, judgment here. And yeah, I'm holding my coins as well. I've heard there might be an opportunity to actually do an interview with him too, which would be absolutely amazing. I'd love oh, nice. to love to love to learn more about this. Um you know, one of the one of the things that I'm reading on this is, and you know, we mentioned it kind of being the antithesis to OpenSea, is that in within the DAO, 20% of SOS is allocated to the Open DAO. It will, and the first line is comp compensate verified scam victims on OpenSea with SOS. Uh, scams are very tricky to. Uh, verify, but you know, provided they can be. Uh, this is interesting because that's a lot more than OpenSea has ever committed to do uh, doing. Um, and there's oftentimes. So this they, is a board ape initiative, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I mean, let's look at the the simple scam mechanics that OpenSea still to this day barely is able to address, and that's as simple as their fucking search bar. How hard is it to find a top trending project that just dropped and has, you know, three or 400 ETH in volume over the span of a couple of hours? You search in it and all you get is just a fucking dozen scam uh, drops. How many people lose out to that shit all the time? All the time. All the time. Uh, there are certain... It's inexcusable yeah. that they can't, with the amount of money that they make, and just take 2.5% of the NFT volume that's been traded on OpenSea since you know January. It's billions of fucking dollars, um, and, and their search bar is barely functionable. They, there's quite a few things we point out on a regular basis we think OpenSea could do to greatly improve security, and... We're still waiting for them to do that. And just yesterday, a, a Grail ape was was stolen in a social engineering attack that we haven't gotten uh, full color on yet. One of the strangest ones I've ever heard. And, um, you know, I if this, this is just, yeah. uh, you know, and I've seen people, 
Yeah, and if if this was just if this is just a coin to help people who get rugged on OpenSea, I'm a lot more bearish on it. <laughs> if that is really all that it is here, yeah, because we, I've seen other coins attempt this somehow. Yeah, we, was being we put together to, to compensate people who get you know who get scammed on OpenSea or whatever it is. But I I cannot even believe what happened yesterday. Now I do not know this person. This is apparently the large, the sixth largest board ape holder in the world. He has over fifty of them. Is that right? Uh, I didn't even he, realize that. Yep. Yep. Oh shit. He is. Yeah, and he is a big mahaf within that community. People respect and revere him. Well, somebody with a sailor ape. These are grails. Oh, that you're have talking the, about Ma- Machi Big Brother, Maki Big Brother. Machi Big Brother was oh. the other one you were thinking of. No, no, I thought you meant the no, guy so that listen got scammed. To I was like, this dude has 50 apes and he well, got scammed like this? Okay, sorry. No. Continue. Well, no, so th- this guy, Machi Big Brother, who who is this lar- sixth largest ape holder in the world, his account apparently, allegedly, had been hacked and taken over for days, if not weeks. Yeah. This person had been conferring with this account, which is known to be this person's account for days, if not weeks, right? And was convinced to let this person, and again, I don't even know what this means, but to let this person hold their ape for them or something. So he transfers the bored ape to this influencer's wallet, and within a few minutes, a 77 weth offer uh, is accepted on it. The ape is gone and the money is gone. And Big Machi puts out a tweet saying, I've been hacked. Now, why did it take days and weeks for this influencer to indicate his account was hacked? And then how did he get control of it back minutes after this grail ape was sold for 77 weeks? This is the strangest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. It is bizarre, um, but I I, I think that there is... um, there might be something there that we should like if the hacker made his way into the account and didn't change the password and got rid of that notification that your, you know, your account has been logged into from a different spot. He could have just been sitting there hanging out on it, not doing anything with it other than talking in the DMS with this guy and deleting the DMS as they happened. Right. Um, So for the other guy, they would never, never, ever know. Um, I hate to say that this is a, you know, a, a very smart attack, but it sounds like it was incredibly sophisticated. Um, and, and there's a really good opportunity there that uh, Machi Big Brother had no clue that this was going on on his account um, because that's, you know, that's that's doable. This is why you need 2FA. This is why you need email alerts on everything um, so that you can, you know, uh, keep track of all of that stuff. But yeah, this uh, this this guy, the Capeton, Frozen Buffalo, um, uh it, yeah it sounded like um he gave the <laughs> just gave the board ape over to who he thought was uh Mackie big brother um it sounds like the hacker had a sale already lined up for this thing um and they just executed it uh, basically immediately and um or or there was, no, oh, no 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 there would have been a weth offer on the ape and he accepted it i don't know what 
the people who started Bored Apes did in a past life. I could only imagine it was their ancestor that traded Babe Ruth from the Red Sox to the Yankees in 1923 because I do not understand the curse that is on this board. Have you ever seen this happen to a cool cat? You realize the cool cat community are not sophisticated NFT investors. They This was a 0.02 mint in summer. These are all normies that own these cats. You've never seen it happen to a cool cat, right? What is going on? I, I'm beginning to think the bored apes are cursed. It's the it's the Yankee curse. Yeah, but I don't even know. Dude, this I, is crazy. I me. don't get it because like I feel like I've known you on a pretty personal level for the last year. If I was holding right. a $500,000 NFT, a <laughs> million dollar NFT, and you were like, yeah, just let me hold it. Let me touch it. I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> I love you, dude, but fuck you. Let me hold it. Like, yeah. I it, Let me put it in my thing. profile picture. All... I don't know. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It, it makes zero sense easy. to me. And the problem is people think they're a lot smarter than they are. We know that trying to do, whether it's a tax scheme or some sort of wash trade to inflate the value. We know people come up with the stupidest fucking schemes when it comes to NFTs, like purchasing your own punk for half a billion dollars from yourself. There's also, so when we see a story like this, I always think, is there some weird, weird explanation behind the scenes of something stupid these people were trying to do that just uh, either blew up or I don't, you know, it... It is the most bizarre thing to me that this happens a few times a week, all within the Bored Ape collection. I wouldn't even join that server. I, what is going on? I, okay, like... Don't go in that server. I don't... I'm not one that typically goes down the conspiracy rabbit holes, but is this just, like, tax tax evasion? <laughs> like... That's what I'm saying. No, I really you think come up with a this lot elaborate of this story, moron. Right? <laughs> Exactly. I think these are morons trying to avoid taxes. This is what I think a lot of these are. And it, again, I, I just don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how many of them are real. And I don't think we get the full story on a lot of them because just shit doesn't make sense. Like, no, but no one would say, I don't care if it's a bored ape. You don't just send a half a million dollars to a random stranger on the internet to hold for you. For any reason. What is this? Unless this is like absolute peanuts to you. And then you're just not going on Twitter and saying it. You're just, you'd probably just uh, tuck your tail. Well, the guy's Jamie life is wrecked. Oh, it's awful. I'm right. not, I, mean, I, I don't want to rub salt in the wounds of anybody here. Like, no, no, no. I'm saying guy, he doesn't seriously. Rich. What the fuck? No, this seems like, this seems like it wrecked him. Like this no. does not seem like he's a wealthy dude and, oh, he just lost one of his apes. Now, Machi, on the other hand, with 50, I mean, he better give this guy a fucking ape. <laughs> if you don't give this guy a fucking ape, Jesus Christ. I mean, did you see Keyboard Monkey the other day? This fucking mensch, this this god amongst men who is a salty shit poster most of the time. So if you didn't know him well, you you probably just think he was an asshole. He stumbles into the art blocks uh, uh, discord the other day randomly, was just in there seeing what was going on, when all of a sudden on their listing bot, a grail spiral fidenza goes up for sale for 50 e mind you the grail fidenzas have a 250 eth floor so this was really weird he thought somebody was like paper handing for instant liquidity and he immediately bought it he found out it had been hacked it had been stolen somebody sold it 
He immediately returned it to the person who it was stolen from. No questions asked. Didn't ask for any ETH. Just immediately returned it to that person. So shout out on something and then didn't get the ETH back. Yeah, no, no. He, he so listen to what happened. He spent it on this thing. He found out the thing he bought was stolen. Somebody had stolen it. And when he found out who it was stolen from, he returned the Fidenza to them for nothing. No questions asked. Jesus. Here you go. Fuck. So keyboard monkey, you are a mensch. I love you. And uh, you're what's good about this uh, crypto world we're in. That's, uh, that's an incredible story. I didn't uh, didn't hear that at all. Um, uh, speaking of art yeah. blocks, we finally making it to WGMI. That was a good little riff. Not a lot going on <laughs> other than art blocks. And uh, they are on a tear over the last day. Um, maybe the bottom is in. Maybe enough tax loss harvesting has occurred and people uh, decided to to buy up some floors. Um, not huge volume on anything, but definitely everything saw some, not everything, uh, a bunch of projects saw some sweeping going on and the, the one-day floors are up. All, a lot of them up over uh, 35, 40%. Um, elevated deconstructions has is the recipient of a, a plus 160% floor over the last day. Important to note, um, all the other ones are still down on the 30-day charts. Um, so the floor is still depressed. This isn't a full rebound, but uh, yeah, somebody or, or a group of people are interested in buying now. So I, I, I bought a bunch of art blocks in February. They proceeded to go anywhere from 20 to 100x at the top of this like frothy market. And then when they fell 80%, they fell to five to 10 times what I paid for them. So in this like this awful, awful depressed bear market, all my NFTs fell to 10x what I paid for them. And in the first quarter, as we called two weeks ago, gen art bottoming, we didn't say it would be an instant rally, but I just thought the FUD was so extreme. People saying that art blocks had killed the whole movement. Gen art was never coming. But I mean, they, these are the, the loudest buy signals you will ever get. When people declare something dead and gone, especially something hedge funds had just plunked hundreds of millions of dollars into. When people declare that dead and gone, those are your strongest buy signals. I think that the first quarter of this year is going to be parabolic in relation to art blocks and uh, quite a few other collections. And we're beginning to see it now. I think the tax loss harvesting in art blocks had been occurring since September. So uh, I don't know if uh, if it's going to see the same effect as many of these other collections are here in the last uh, last week of the year. Remarket, this, uh, this elevated deconstructions had three sales yesterday. Um, the floor mm-hmm. went from 25 ETH or 23 ETH, 29 ETH, 30 ETH. It's now at 60 ETH. Um, and the floor is very thin. We have a five, five to a 650 ETH floor. Um, but no, it's, yep. it's funny that when you're looking at that, the floor is a, not a good indication of what's happening Never. here. One purchase would bump, uh, more than double the floor price. So, um, but yeah, exactly. obviously but, some but. activity going on. But you could argue that also is a good, okay. So you go to Sotheby's, you spend a hundred million dollars on a Van Gogh. 
You don't know how much that Van Gogh is worth two days later. There's no open sea. No. You don't get to see what the floor on other Van Goghs go to. That Van Gogh could be worth $5 the next day if nobody is willing to buy it, right? Only this willing is, what somebody what is willing to pay for it, right? <laughs> exactly. So when you see, it doesn't matter if it's three art blocks that got the floor up. If there are these whales dipping their toes back into this million-dollar art, that is that is a very bullish indication. So it it's just one of these weird things. And I talk about this with art blocks all the time. Having a grail art block is great because you may be worth millions on paper, but it could take months for that to sell after you've put it up for sale. So and it's the same with paintings at Sotheby's. I mean, these don't have instant liquidity or instant buyers. You got to find them. So hopefully we're finding them again. Yeah, seem to be on the right track. Um, the the floors have gone down, like you said, so far that uh, for somebody with a high, high, high amount of liquidity um, that's already set up to go for next year, uh, this could be a buy for them. And uh, oh shoot, I think we're seeing a lot of projects um, outside of <laughs> art blocks that could be um, you know buys or soon to be buys as well. We had a little bit of a debate in I the think- uh, dojo this morning about like. Galactic Apes, I like. I just cannot believe that it is sitting on a point one seven floor right now, um, and and obviously I have them. I'll tell you right I here, fucking like the art is so good on them. Even if it's Gapes just are a huge art. buy here, I've been bearish on Gapes for months uh, since Gapes came out. Uh, everyone tried to get me to buy at one and two ETH. Uh, I said no, and now I am bullish on Gapes. So Did you pick any? It's all up about timing, people. No, I was shopping yesterday. I, I kind of like the rainbows and the pink tangs, but I'm not in a hurry. I I, I don't think they're gonna they're no. gonna quickly lift off the floor here. So I'm I've been shopping and watching. But yeah, I mean I I like the I love the art on the gapes. I just you know I just think that uh, you wait for your opportunity in NFTs because everything comes in eventually, as we can see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, really quickly today, let's just talk about some uh, projects that we've mentioned in the past. Uh, Lucky Zeros, uh, one that we brought up, did actually end up minting out. We did say it was uh, slow going and that the presale needed some volume to pick up, uh, but that we were interested to see how it ended up doing with the high quality 3D cute art. Um, and I'm happy to report back, but unhappy to report back that I didn't mint any and I fucking forgot to. Uh, but it's doing pretty well on OpenSea right now. It's about 2x the mint price uh, sitting at 0.105. It was a 0.06 mint, which is, you know, a little bit little bit expensive in this market. Um, but they're doing okay pre-reveal. So uh, probably won't be picking so up this any is- right now on the secondary, but uh, it was it was at least fun to watch it. This is my wheelhouse, okay? Slow mints with great art and a good team that people don't understand, right? And we talked about this the day of the show. It did not look like it was minting quickly. It was a little pricier than a lot of the stuff that was cooking recently. And there was just something about it. One, it was 3D. We're entering a 3D meta. Two, it was cute. We were firmly in the cute meta thanks to Cool Man, Alien Friends, and Little Lemons, right? And it was very high quality 3D art. When you look in, you could see the textures very well, that type of thing. Plus, it was Shiba Inus. And we know people love dogs and Shiba Inus and Doge and all that. This seemed to check all the boxes. It was going to be a slow mint. I'm not surprised it, it minted out. And I mean, they look great. I, I think that these, for there are rare 
PFP projects, excuse me, rare 3D projects that are PFPable. And these have the boldness and simplicity that make them PFPable, but they also have those great 3D textures uh, when you look in close. The other bullish thing was that this seems to be a legitimate animation studio that has bigger plans beyond just giving you uh, this initial JPEG. So I'm I'm not surprised that it minted out. I'm I knew it was going to take a little time, and I want to shout out my Kaiju Kings. That was where I saw that alpha, uh, and yeah, very cool project, and it's doing well. Two X from Mint. Right? These are yeah, they're um, not a ton of volume. Oh, it's not bad actually. Pre reveal sixty four or sixty five ETH, um, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll watch for reveal if they for some reason drop a low low. I'll maybe start picking some up on the secondary on reveal. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is such a weird time to be to be buying and trading. Uh, definitely not the strategy to try and hit home runs right now, unless you're playing with tons of liquidity and you want to just take some flyers. But uh, but yeah, they look. Well, really we good. talk about we talk about mints being your best option, especially when you're you're low liquid right now. This is that one brief time a year when you should be hitting the secondary as hard as you can if you can. I think that tax loss harvesting is essentially done. I think everything is so primed to start. Ri- I mean, forget even buyers. You know how many delistings are going to happen on January 1st? Okay. This is this is going to be true. a very quick. It, the bull market. Yeah. The bull market may be so quick in that first week that it looks like a bull trap. It may it, we may see this very violent pop in the first week and then a very violent retracement back to these exact levels just to just for a quick shake and bake to freak people out. Then uh, then we continue the the real parabolic move. But I I just think that even now it feels like the tax loss harvesting is just about over and uh, you should be hitting that secondary and products you love. I keep buying these fucking creature toads. No, well, this is, and they're already up infinity percent from what I paid. <laughs> this is such a great Zero. point, actually. Just, <laughs> just because, you know, the second that the clock flips from December thirty first to January first of the next year, uh, the incentive to sell anything at a loss is almost infinitely less for the next, call it three hundred and thirty mm-hmm. days, right? Yes, unless you need need exactly need liquidity. Well, okay, maybe not 330 days. Maybe we're, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we're looking towards more something like April when taxes are actually due and um, some people actually need the liquidity to to pay those said taxes. Um, that might be another precarious time. But apart from that, the incentive to sell at a loss is dramatically lower. Now, some people are just ruthless. These aren't, there's no emotional attachment. They're just willing to get rid of them if the trade didn't work out for them. That's fine. Um, but all of a sudden, there is a, a much greater desire to just wait and see what happens with these over the next six months, the next nine months, especially with like NFT marketplaces like Kraken um, and Coinbase, who is going to you know promote the shit out of it. Um, and they're going to have partnered projects. And you're probably sitting there going, ooh, maybe a couple of these that I'm thinking about selling for a loss could be one of them. Um, and now all of a sudden, your mindset shifts from tax loss harvesting to... Um, profit in in the span of you know a minute the countdown yeah exactly and you know this isn't just nfts understanding macro capital flows in all markets 
is a huge, huge tool or arrow in your quiver, right? Because last year, when did NFTs crash? March and April. All right. There is a reason for that. This is an e-liquid market where people quickly need money to pay the tax man. So to R2's point, yeah, we're probably going to dip pretty damn hard into March and April, especially if we go parabolic in January and February. So next year, I hope everybody in September and October is figuring to themselves, maybe it'd be a lot better to raise a bunch of liquidity here and go on vacation until December. Then, re- then try to play all the new mints that come out. Because if you were super liquid into the beginning of this month, you could have weth offered your way to be a millionaire at this point. And there's still crazy deals out there to be had by people tax loss harvesting. So be liquid next November and get ready for this. These, these large macro capital flows uh, are something that you should follow. One of the things that I actually just I love doing uh, doing this show with you is like I you know earlier before we started the show was just like oh you know what do we have to talk about here you know mints are slow there's not a lot of action on the secondary and like I'm looking at the clock and now we're already an hour into uh, the recording and uh, and just starting to talk about some projects so um, you know I I love it. Um, because at the end of the day, there is just so much you can actually talk about and it doesn't have to be like this floor is up, this floor is down and this project's minting. Like it's just, it's such a, it's such a great space with so much activity. Um, I do just want to touch on a couple things before we get to the Q and a, I already see Venom has his hand up. So we will bring you up, uh, the second that we are, um, into the Q and a session, but, uh, space Yetis, uh, was one that we've been looking at, uh, has had some talk in there. The art looks great. Um, but it is struggling right now. The minting process has not gone well. It looks like the pre-sale is about to end and public sale is starting um, shortly, but they're pretty expensive, 0.08. Um, and as of right now, 138 of them have been minted. Uh, according to OpenSea, that's not great for a 4,400 mint project. Uh, so they, yeah. they are struggling. I mean, 4,400 the buy traders instantly go, Ooh, this, this is going to be a nice cook. <laughs> You're even willing to pay 0.08 and it's such a low supply like that. But I think that they had severe, uh, they, they had severe deficiencies in how they put together their whitelist. At least this is what I'm getting from the outside. They seem to try to whitelist the whole thing. And as mm-hmm. we know, especially in a risk-off environment, which is what we are in right now, people look to see what other people do before doing anything. Unless you have garnered a crazy amount of hype to where you know there will be secondary demand even if you whitelisted the whole thing. And even in that case, I still wouldn't whitelist the whole thing. But let's just say you had that, okay? That would probably be the only situation in which you could mint out with this type of launch setup. So I think this is another project that very strange shit was happening the week before they launched zero X Inarashi, who is a huge um, person within the mice community. He's not an original mice dev, but he has done a lot of work for them. Projects he is attached to tend to do well. He was one of the main devs on Zen apes, which was a pretty successful launch over the last month. And he seemed to have a problem with that team where right towards the end, there was some sort of disagreement and he left. I couldn't get a ton of clarity on what happened or if he had left permanently or was just leaving the team and still supporting the project. Either way, 
all this put together seems to have uh, resulted in a failure. I mean, I don't know if with only that many minted in the pre-sale, if anyone's even going to touch the public. I mean, who's going to who's going to go near that? No. There, what, this team now, in my opinion, yeah, no. I mean, this team now, in my opinion, has to do the unfortunate thing we say all teams have to do at this point, which is going to be reducing price, reducing supply, and rewarding anybody who minted those first 194. So at the very least, they're whole into whatever you do uh, to respond to this. I just hope they respond and they just don't leave those 194 uh, mints out there to die on the vine. Yeah, there's there's a couple takeaways in this. And, you know, this being the first like sustained NFT bull run that we've had. um you know, I think a lot of projects are going to learn that maybe launching into the last week or two of December is uh, not the best choice. Um, especially, you know, we keep saying taxes, but that's a, it's a thing. Nobody wants to be risk on right now, um, especially at that mint price. Uh, the other thing, too, is like, as we've mentioned before, whitelisting everybody uh, can be a precarious situation combined with the other factors. Um Traders and buyers like to have options because it gives them the the ability to make decisions um, before everybody else does. You know that's what the presale is for. Uh, as a project manager or somebody that is you know releasing these things, you don't want to give people too many options because it gives them the option not to mint. You lose that ability to create any FOMO around your project when everybody has the power, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just one and of those things that look, all of a sudden yeah. you have an entire project that is in the hands of anybody that got onto the presale list, and the second that a a a, a large majority of them or even a small majority of them have either lost interest, have gone completely risk off, or maybe never believed in the project the way that you think they did, uh, all of a sudden your entire mint is dead because nobody wants to go first. Nobody wants to mint You're- serial number twelve. Right. And, you know, it, this is, this is, I think, self-inflicted wounds that we talk about all the time. And it's why projects need to not be hasty. Um, and really, I think that the, the launch dynamics are so important and people screw with them all the time. Like, I, it's not, you just made the point about maybe they shouldn't launch into December. Well, if you're going to launch in December, you have to know who your buyers are, right? Because in the summer, your buyers were random people that didn't know anything about NFTs. The froth was high. Everything was minting out. Everything was trading above mint. It was euphoria. Right now, the only people buying NFTs are traders, period. So you either have to not mint into that or you lean into it by making your mint 15 max per transaction, 0.02. You're going to sell out. I mean, think about it, right? That's what traders want. And if you want to sell out in this environment, you give them that. If you don't want to sell out in this environment, you go with the method that worked during the froth. Now, you could either wait until that comes back or you can adjust your plan. And that's uh, look at the mints that are successful right now. They all let you mint as many as you want. 
and they're all very low priced. So. Yeah, then it is working for those. Uh, you know, Lemon Friends was fifteen max mint per wallet, point uh, zero two five, and I, it didn't fly off the shelves, but it did very well. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, just because it's been doing so well lately too, is the Vivi and the Disney projects. Marvel is doing a uh, Christmas Groot drop today. Uh, I think that's actually coming up very shortly. I just saw this kind of in the last minute while we were preparing for the show. Um, but uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy drop happening on VV. Uh, VV has been tough. It has been incredibly botted. But if you were able to get your hands on stuff, it's been doing pretty well. Um, I think you mentioned two-year flipper managed to get his hands on a, a Mickey drop and flipped it from six, 60 to $600, something like that. Um, I think he's hold. I think he's holding because he does take oh, okay. my uh, right. advice somewhat, and we do know that I'm very big on these mainstream things, and I think they're all holds. I mean, whether we're talking Bud or or Pep, I mean, do you know what the first Pepsi NFT is going to be worth in 30 years? And I know nobody's thinking with a 30 year time horizon right now, but hey, lose a few of those assets in your hidden folder, it'll be worth it. Yeah, um, I, this one is centered around Groot. Um, and Groot is just like, you know, the epitome of like cute, iconic in a huge, huge IP. Um, so yeah, it looks like it's starting in about 15 minutes. So go check. Oh my God. Groot. Wait. So Groot and Christmas, this is like too much for me to even handle. Can you buy Vive, uh, with credit cards? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it, you have, oh, credit card. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I didn't know if it was like their weird current. I mean, it's its own chain, right? This isn't ERC20 or is this Polygon? No, it's their own chain. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know a lot about Vivi. The, the only thing I knew was that uh, that's where Cenarius started his NFT journey. Yeah, we got to uh, we got to look was... at Vivi more often just because it's such yeah, a good alternative um, way. And I mean, eventually, if Solana gets its shit together and stops just being a bunch of copy <clears throat> derivatives, we'll start talking about it too. Um, Probably, yeah. I would. I could see that coming to them. Look, Vivi, Flow, and Wax—they get the best IP. Uh, you wish that IP would show up on uh, on Ethereum. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's uh, really fascinating. Let's, uh, let's do some, let's do some uh, Q and a now and we'll wrap it up. Let's, we'll go for another 15 minutes. Um, we'll let people focus on the, uh, the, the VV drop if they're participating. Also, just as a complete side note, um, if you want to go check this video out on YouTube and fast forward to right about now, about an hour into the video, you can watch my dog come in and completely fuck up my living room um, in the background. <laughs> like, he, I, honest to God, but I don't know if you guys heard it, but behind me, he just started going absolutely crazy. Uh, he moved the couch behind me about eight inches away from <laughs> um, And now he is. Uh, gone and fucked off for a nap. So appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> just trying to drive. Is this a dog or a Yo, Oh my god, he's uh, yeah. He, I mean, he's a puppy, right? He's just about. He's just over yeah. two years old now. He's he's 60, 60 pounds. He doesn't know his own uh, his own strength, and yeah, he just went for it. Oh, the little pupper. Uh, let's stuff. let's check out um, and see if Venom still has his hands up. He does. Cool. Inviting you. Is this an the app, the VV, or do I go to their website? Is I there an iOS app? An app? Yeah. Ooh. We can do this in real time. What's, on, What's going on, man? How are you guys doing? Great. How Wonderful. are you? Good. If you guys celebrate, Merry Christmas Eve. Um, we do. You know, I kind of want to just jump, jump up and say, you know, Merry Christmas to you guys. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas. Listening, Merry Christmas you know, to you as well. Um, yeah, dude, I uh, fucking 
Just, I was going to say, I, what's your favorite Christmas trees? Uh, Christmas trees? Uh, probably trees. Right, yeah, prob- probably gelato trees. Uh, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really, really, really liking gelato. Um, but yeah, <laughs> very but yeah, good. No, I, I wanted to kind of bring some. So first of all, Machi Big Brother is a legend. I feel really, really bad that he's going through it right now. Apparently, uh-huh. he he got hacked. Um, his socials got hacked, and I guess that guy kind of tossed him his board ape, thinking like it's it was Machi. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then and then he and then the scammer accepted an offer on his ape placed by Big Machi himself. So the oh, ape ended up in that. his wallet. That's that's what happened. Um, and so I, you know. Machi changed my life, dude. Machi gave me fucking nine ETH on a project that's rugged now for a, a rare. Like he's the dude. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. He's the dude who set me up forever. Yeah, I have so much respect for Machi, big brother. Um, he's a fucking legend. I'm pretty sure he's a Chinese uh, filmmaker or film producer is actually what he does in real life. Um, but yeah, dude, legend. And um super, super, super sad for what he's going through. Obviously, he's a smart guy. I don't think that like, you know, like you were saying, it was something extremely sophisticated. Very, it wasn't. Very, um, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it I hate something. to give too much credit to people that pull this shit, but it was it was a. If if if, if the story lines well, yeah, up, there's levels, very, there's levels. Very smart attack. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, I want to give give a shout out to Machi and whatever he'll never probably hear this but he changed my life and <laughs> he, you know so like mad respect to him and um yeah so I'm glad, you, I'm glad you told us because i i didn't know i'm not in the ape community so i didn't know but uh yeah i'm glad you told us because every every indication was that uh you know machi's a great guy and why w- he has 50 apes he has no need to scam somebody out of an ape so I, yeah no I don't he's think very was, much yeah. uh he's very much i've been in dms with him he actually and i talked talked about what we what he was gonna uh, offer me on this project? Mm-hmm. He's very mm-hmm. much a nur- nurturer of NFTs. He yep. he sank nine eighth into Sad Frog's district, bro. He was buying that project <laughs> like it was fucking like it was crack to him, and um, <laughs> yeah, and it was and it was all on the premise. It was all on the premise that he wanted the project to do better. He didn't. It, it was weird. Like he was. I we were talking about doing private sale at first, and he's like, "No, dude, it needs to be. Uh, it needs to be public because." then that will help the that doesn't help the project to do a 90th private sale like it helps that. the project just have people see that shit and yeah dude right. so he's a legend he's not someone that would just fucking he would give one of his apes up i, I know he he's like that type of dude um and so you talk he's to getting him, tons dude, of clout like, right uh, now yeah 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 he's he's uh i feel bad for him he's he recently i think this is what did it to him honestly he recently put on ig he got a bunch of clout from a Rolex that he just made. You might, you guys might have seen it. I saw it. that on the it's Twitter. It actually like, looks like really nice. It's super clean. I'm gonna pull that up right now. Yeah, I mean, so it, yeah, yeah, if you, it, yeah, dude. The anyway, he had a really, really amazing custom Rolex uh, with like uh, his M3 static ape on the back. The band is all different apes, one with laser eyes. It's interchangeable. It's it's a gorgeous set. Obviously, bro, people get jealous. You know what I mean? Can you imagine fucking that the the press goes out on that watch and then he gets hacked like the next day or that's so sad, man. And and uh, 
just keep keep those that are close to you close and and fuck everybody else man i I don't want to be like super divisive but like keep your circle small and and it's just a sad thing to have to say but yeah dude like i feel really yeah well said yeah Yeah, well well said thank you for sharing that because yeah we don't have any um we don't have any information or like we we don't have any dialogue or or too much knowledge about the ape community and who uh matchy is obviously he's an influential person but uh yeah it sounds like he got taken too and it just it sucks altogether i know we're critical of the apes um it's just one of those things right like just just keep your nfts on your your hardware wallet and lock that shit away like it's just uh yeah People well now everybody's kind of speculating, dude. Is is his whole wallet is? I mean, are those fifty plus apes? Are they compromised? They're what's going to happen? You know, so well, his first action should be to like completely reset like all new devices, air air gapped, and and figure out how to get move them right. Yeah, for sure. No, and then I yeah, it's just a sad thing. So hardware wallet, treasure, treasure, treasure. (laughs) Um, But anyway. VV is trash, super hard to buy or super hard to get a drop right now. Um, you have to buy gems. You can buy gems with Apple Pay. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, just spam the shit out of the button. That's all you can really do. I was telling Scott, I've seen kids in videos. I, at first, I didn't know why I wasn't copying, but they'll literally use like the vibrator, like the, the massage vibrators to, to vibrate oh, their finger yeah, yeah. to twitch the fucking bro to twitch the yeah yeah so i mean these kids are crafty little motherfuckers and you know they literally hold their their um, finger like uh you know a a, a fraction of an inch off the screen and then they use one of those ball vibrators that you use for back massages and they hold it on their knuckle and this thing is just like pounding the screen like maybe a hundred times a second it's hilarious geez i'll try that with my vibrator today. i just don't know if it's the right shape <laughs> all right boys enjoy your holiday merry christmas love alpha man i'm just guys. like i'm fucking out of Cheers, here man <laughs> yeah. merry christmas yeah mic drop on that one yeah yeah merry exactly. christmas <laughs> on that note anybody else want to come up yeah we got fry coming up and then we'll we'll finish off with Cass. Speaking of apes, uh, Venom, you look like you're wearing a new outfit today down there. Looking very slick. I, I, I hear that's a new uh, a new board ape, but looking good. Just wanted to say that. Hello, Fry. Hi, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? You're doing great, um, man. Thanks for tuning I just in. Wanna to shout the show out. Last too. Yeah, that, that was great. I was gonna suggest. I didn't get to my question. I think the ultimate, you know. Um, tax move will be find yourself a italian uh girlfriend <laughs> married to her set up a llc under her name you know any uh entity outside of italy won't get taxed anywhere and just trade huh. nfts and you know pay yourself a fat salary we uh, could pay some tax on that this is now, a, this uh, is the tax talk that's my tax advice and not marriage advice <laughs> just a disclaimer not yeah. marital advice <laughs> yeah. nma baby nma um but what i want to just say is you know um hi all the lemon friends i hope uh merry christmas early christmas for everyone and new years um it, it's a pleasure to be a part of this um alpha men family and uh i hope 2022 it's gonna be uh big years for us and lots of uh wealth that's it 
Well, right back at you, Fry. That that means a lot to us uh, here at Alpha Mint. You're you're a great part of this community. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and yours. Yeah. Cheers. Hopefully, I can bring some Alpha uh, to the community for next year. And uh, thanks again, everyone. Yeah, even just being a great Thank community you. member is important, right? Like, but uh, you know, we'll we all have some huge wins ahead of us. I have no doubt. Word. <laughs> Merry Christmas, dude. All right, we'll bring Cass up. If anybody else wants to throw their hands up and just uh, and uh, come say hi as well, we can, uh, you know, maybe maybe go on for a little bit longer too. We'll love uh, love the uh, the holiday well wishes, and we'll say it to each and every yeah. one of you if you want. I got my vibrator loaded, so we can uh, I can do the vive while we say Merry Christmas. Are you using me. your microphone through your phone too? <laughs> what? No, nothing. Who? Cass. No. What? Oh. Good to see we haven't Cass. scared you off yet. I don't know if you're muted. Have I guess we did. Mic issues. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Hello. Yeah, what? All right. Well, this is the perfect opportunity for me to sing a Christmas carol. Let's, oh, he bailed. He bailed. No. I see in the AM uh, show chat. He's probably resetting. He's Dirty, Mil- reset. Dirty Milk saying, yo, what? And Drip Cult responding with, yeah, what? Are we, are we yeah, wetting to the, the, <laughs> the vibrator talk? Hello? <laughs> Did they miss there that? Is. Can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, they're good now. Good morning. Nope. We, we got you. Uh, GM, 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 GM. No, I'm in the middle of doing um, Christmas shopping, <laughs> which is absolutely mad at the moment. I believe. Are oh, you in the yeah. lemon BM? Are you in the lemon BMW doing your Christmas? Okay, if everyone in the audience does not know, uh, our man Cass is such a fan of the Little Lemons NFT. He went out the other day and bought an eight series lemon BMW. Actually, no, I didn't. I didn't. I actually wrapped <laughs> oh. the BMW. It was a three series, and I and I wrapped uh, it. I got so gas. I thought, ah, oh, you know, I thought, I thought, stop it. I, I was in the garage, and I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was in the garage, and um, I was looking at the car, and I was thinking, I was looking at my lemons, and I thought, fuck it, let me just wrap the car. So um, spent <laughs> two days, wrapped it yellow, and and yeah, and gave I it to the you. missus to drive around. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is it. Uh, this is this is what lemons are inspiring. No, trust me, trust me. Um, the, the the one thing I wanted to say to you guys is Merry Christmas, man. And um, just just um, reiterating what um, what what Fry was saying that I, I've said it a few times, and I've said it to other people that I have never felt so I've never felt so loved and part of such a community as what I do with Alpha Mint. Um, and I love everyone in there. And it's amazing when I go to different servers and different discords, and then you see someone from Alpha Min and everyone knows each other when we're, when we're fucking about trying to get whitelist. Um, it's just super cool, man. And well done to everyone who's made this community because, yeah, like this is ride or die community. It really is. Um, and I could see massive things happening for all of us as long as we stick together and keep moving. And, um, I also want to thank you two for every morning taking the time of day to do this show. 
because I know for myself, it, it helps me a lot. And I, and I can gather for other people as well. It really helps other people as well, just to kind of get through the space and get through your day. And um, honestly, like my heart goes out to every single member here when I say Merry Christmas to you all. And I see you guys as family. So yeah. um, that's all I wanted to say, really. Apart from um, renown, which seems pretty cool, but that kind of takes away the whole Christmas spirit. So I'm going to leave that yeah. for another day. Dude, I, honestly... Well, I, that warms my heart. I want to say thank, thank you. you. Um, we've had so many, like really really kind like overly kind dms um you know people on twitter uh just randomly shouting us out to to some some like bigger influencers that are asking questions and stuff like that and uh you know i've uh I, it, it's it's incredible to to feel that kind of love because we just we just started like like I, I made a post on twitter the other day but you know free market and i have been talking about doing something like this for a long time originally it was going to be centered around um Bitclout, which is now Deso, uh, and obviously that kind of took its 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 downturn. Um, you know, my work life um, in in restaurants in a previous life got really busy, and things just kind of fell off. But you know, we we finally found this community um, and, and centered around NFTs, which are definitely a mainstay. And we you know took the opportunity and like instantly blown away um by the fact that you know so many people were tuning into us just to listen to us talk uh every single morning you know it started off with like 10 15 people and even that was thrilling to us because a lot of times these things start off with like one or two people or you're even just talking to an empty screen um but the fact that people kept coming and you know it, it just more and more every day like 30 is 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 today for christmas eve like i'm, I'm blown away that on christmas eve 30 people have, are taking the time to to spend up here with us so like thank you so much for that and thank you to everyone including yourself for the, the just the incredibly kind words it, like it I, if, if it doesn't if it's not apparent how much that means to me i hope it is oh no it definitely is dude and um just just to let you know with that fact of the whole 30 on christmas eve when my missus found out i was on this on this call she had the biggest go at me saying, <laughs> are you here for this is meant to be for Christmas? This ain't meant for nothing else. And I was literally like, I was like, babe, listen, yeah, you see, I don't really go and see family. Yeah, this is my family to say Merry Christmas to. So let me just say Merry Christmas to them quickly. Yeah. And then we'll get back to Christmas for ourselves. So, um, well, I wish yeah, you luck. That, no, I, I wish you luck today. Good luck. Rest hey, in no, peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I should be fine, man. She's all right. She's just so tell me, at over there. So, yeah. Do you more naturally? Do you more naturally say Happy Christmas or Merry Christmas in your in your Merry day to day Christmas. life? Love it. All right, Merry good because that's what we say here. I hear a lot of Happy Christmas, which I like too. But you know, we say Merry Christmas here. Cool. I like to ask people. No, it's cool. Right, I'm gonna have to go before I get my nuts sack. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, guys, have a have have a good one. Yeah, and I'll probably speak to you on Boxing Day. You got it. Yep. Merry Christmas, Speak guys. to you then. Good day, sir. Thank you. Love, guys. Good day. Merry Christmas. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess in Merry Christmas to you, Free Market. We could probably start to wrap it up here. But uh, what a what a year. Well, I shouldn't say what a year it's been. We're still going to be going live next week, and we'll have some some year end wrap ups. But uh, what a run up it's been to towards Christmas, and uh, and really incredible to hear Cassie <coughs> stuff like that. 
Absolutely, bud. And a, a very Merry Christmas uh, to you as well. I look very much forward to this new year. This show has been a blast. I've never been happier. And uh, I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love you too. This is uh, this is great. We will uh, we'll still be kind of around, but make sure that everyone you know spends some time with your family if you're able to. Obviously, it's difficult with uh, with COVID and and whatnot, but uh, you know we'll we'll be around. But uh, yeah, just take the time and, and enjoy it. Uh, you know, NFTs and Alpha Mint aren't going anywhere. Um, we you know we're here for the long haul, and uh, you know get some get some much needed rest and relaxation, and uh, you know and enjoy it. Good luck at the dinner table, DJ. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys.